Welcome to the Imbibe Live Conversations podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We will offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at imbibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you are here. Hello and welcome to the Imbibe Life Conversations podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. We're joined today by chiropractor, Dr. John Swanson. Dr. Swanson, thank you for joining us. Dr. Swanson, full disclosure, is my personal chiropractor. So like many (laughs) people you see on the show, you're seeing glimpses into Amy and Cheryl's life at all times, but we're so glad you were able to join us. I think chiropractic care is something that a lot of people do use and take advantage of, particularly more and more, but a lot of people are intimidated by it too. So tell us what is chiropractic care and who is it for? Oh, right. Thank you. uh, First of all, so much for having me on and inviting me. Um, That's a, a great question. Chiropractic care is literally for everybody. Anybody who has a nervous system, which of course is <laughs> all of us, can and do benefit from chiropractic care. So what it is, is it's a form of health care that does not use medication, uh, seeks to minimize um, use of, you know, uh, extreme intervention surgery. You know, I always tell patients that come in, you know, Medication, medicine, surgeons, they're all wonderful options to have. But unfortunately, in, in society, in America, a lot of people think that's the only option. It's, it's an option, but it's, it's not the, the only option. So chiropractic looks within each person to determine, evaluate, you know, why are you not functioning? Why are you not feeling as well as you should? Why are you not moving as easily as you can? So we, we check things out from a musculoskeletal perspective. Um, we take x-rays because otherwise we would just be guessing and we don't want to, to guess with your health. We want to know exactly why you're not doing as well as you can. And then we move forward from there. Uh, and, and figure out what needs to happen for you. Speak in your language. Oh, you're speaking my language. <laughs> I don't know if Amy's told you anything about me, but yes. I own a physical therapy clinic outside of here, yes, right? Absolutely. And that is exactly our ammo is to just, you know, do it as clean as possible. If you're, if you are taking any sort of medication, what can we do to foster you to slowly come off of that, you know, to Mm -hmm. try and live a more natural life. Because like you said, there's so many other ways other than surgery and medication. And like you said, it has its place and it has its Mm -hmm. benefits, but if you can live a healthier, cleaner, feeling better sort of life without all that, that should be your first avenue. So here's what I think a lot of people find though, because I've had this conversation Mm -hmm. with friends or other people that I've referred to all of you, right? (laughs) And it's not the quick fix always, you know, it, it can take a lifestyle shift. 
It can take maintenance and it can take several visits, um, even to fix something that's ailing or if it's a chronic condition to get it manageable. What, what do you say to people who say that? Like I can go to the doctor that, well, I can go to the doctor and get medicine and my insurance is going to pay for all of that. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's a really common, um, not complaint, but it's, it's, it's something that people bring up almost all the time. If they have any hesitation or reservations about trying chiropractic care is, is I've been told that once I start coming, I have to come forever. And I mean, ideally from my (laughs) viewpoint, yes, not, not from like a a gain, like a financial gain (laughs) or, or anything like that. But once you're feeling better and once you're doing better, why would you stop? You, you have to continue because something has brought you in and whatever you're currently doing, it's not working. You've lived with it for however long you've told yourself that you can live with it. And finally you're, you're looking for some help and, and you're seeking some help. So once you, you start to come in or once you begin care, you know, you, you do need to, if you want to continue all the progress that you are going to make, then you have to come in. It's like maintenance on your car. Yeah. You can't yeah. just keep running it until the wheels <clears throat> fall off. You have to put oil in it. You have to put gas in it. You have to clean it, you know, and we yeah. hopefully value our bodies a lot more than we do our cars. I'm not sure that's always so. true. But <laughs> I've, yeah. I've met quite a few people in my life that, that would not be the case. I guess if I had a nicer car, <laughs> like, well, I just got a new car. So it's like with the car, I was able to start the slate fresh. fresh. Yeah. Your body's what it is. Yeah. And if, if you're, you know, you're a parent, you have kids. And if, if you've gone through braces, my oldest, we've, we've done braces. And after you do braces for a year or two years, however long you do braces, then what's the next step? Got to wear that retainer. Got to wear the retainer because why? Things are going to go back. Exactly. So if, if people come in, um, you know, it's it's kind of important. It's, it's a good reminder to me, you know, education is, is the, one of the most important things. Like somebody comes in, okay, what, what are the concerns? What brings you in? And then got to lay it out for them. You know, why is this happening? Um, because like back to the, the braces, once things are straight, once that irritation pressures off the nervous system, then what happens if you stop getting adjusted? You're, you're not going to change the way you work, the way you're an athlete, the way you're a student, your, your fun uh, recreational activities. You still want to enjoy life. You go back to doing those things. Your body is going to hopefully not suffer, but it, it's going to have to accommodate and compensate for those stresses that you put on it. So it's going to go back if you don't maintain all the work that we've we put in with you. So just in my case, my personal situation, you know, I have scoliosis. I think I was diagnosed when I was about 11 years old. So 40 years ago. And I was lucky from the fact that my mom wasn't someone in my old country doctor who, you know, sent me to a physical therapist was not someone to just say, go to a surgeon and get surgery. So he sent me to a really good physical therapist And that's how we treated it and made a lot of progress. So I was lucky in that respect. However, 
my mother never considered chiropractic care because that was voodoo to her. It was mysterious. It was what are those people doing over there, cracking your back or whatever. And so I didn't come to a chiropractor till I don't know, about maybe 15 years ago or so when I was in the throes of a really bad episode in my lower back. And um, I had like, you know, just had so many different people. It was one of those things where I just heard from so many different people. Have you tried or would you consider or I know a guy who and finally, like I finally when I was just laid out, called my friend and said, "Okay, give me the name. And she called and got me in immediately. And I will say, and this guy that I went to, um, who was in the Houston area where I lived was, I don't know, he was either like 60 or 90 and I'm not sure. And you probably would never know how old he was just from looking at him. He was like one of those kinds of people he'd been practicing since he said, like when he started his practice, I think it was in the New York area. It was really a back alley kind of thing. Like people would come in and knock on the door and, you know, it was, but he was, I swear, the, one of the most insightful people I've ever met from a body perspective where he could do different tests and say, oh, you're eating too much this, or you haven't done enough that, or like, as I got to know him over the next few years, um, he, he changed everything about how I viewed medicine and alternative medicine. And it was really my entry into considering every kind of modality, not just Western medicine or, you know, what your primary care physician says, not that I discount right. those people. Right. They're a part of my healthcare too. But I think that was the first step I really had into seeing it's a whole world of possibilities out there. And I'm the point guard. I'm in charge. I decide who I see and who I trust with what I'm doing with myself and my children. And my children have therefore seen chiropractors, for example, since they were practically babies now, because when I started myself, I started them. Um, All of that is leading to the question of how do most people come to you? Like, that's my story of how, even though it isn't something I grew up with, listened to all the whispers, got in the bad moment, and then it it really changed my life mm-hmm. and my wellness. Yeah, people find uh, find me, find chiropractors through, you know, as many different people as there are out there, there's that many different ways to finally. Is it usually uh, when someone's in pain or when someone's quite, well? Yeah, quite often. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 99%, yeah. you know, um, either in pain, can't handle it anymore, or uh, they say they've tried every single thing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to give it a right. shot and see what happens. Yeah, it, it's ideally people would come in as wellness mm-hmm. patients and and maintenance, you know, to to keep feeling their best. But it's 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 usually just like you know, you you take your car to the mechanic when something's going on. You don't take it in other than. I think that's normal for all of us in different respects, though, because Mm -hmm. we're just busy. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we only have this one body. We only have this one nervous system. So if you don't take care of it, eventually something's going to happen where you have to make time to, to take care of it. How often would you say you're able to help people 
and this is a question for both of you, really, without the intervention of surgery, medication, things mm-hmm. like that. That's a good question. Cheryl? I, I, I was like, I'll, I'll that one first. I feel that, um, <clears throat> you know, when someone comes in, and I'm sure you have the same thing, you have to have a conversation with them and have a plan. And it doesn't mean the plan doesn't change or it doesn't divert, but it's like, when you have that conversation with that individual patient, you know, that, um, oh, this is probably going to be simple and quick and we're going to be moving and grooving and getting like, our plan is we do the manual therapy and move people on to exercise for their maintenance. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, Sometimes the case seems very familiar and you have a good idea, but some people are a little more complex and what goes on is a little more complex. So that plan varies for everyone, but I find that if people will trust us and stay with the plan, we can get most people better and feeling better. There are those weird extenuating cases where you're like, okay, something Usually you're like, okay, it's not going like I thought it would go. Mm -hmm. And that's the weird case where you're like, oh my goodness, you know, that person had cancer and that's something that we didn't see, you know, we've had that happen or, oh no, that there was more to this, you know, and usually that takes more rounds of like seeing other practitioners or, you know, we've had people that you're working on and working on and working on things aren't going as well. Guess what? There was ALS. You know, there, you know, that, and those are extreme cases, but don't you find that if it's not something that is unforeseen to what you are typically looking at the body with, you can make them better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, or feel better. Yeah. I'd say 85 to 90% of people that walk in the door have, have positive results. You know, there's just like with any other form of healthcare, there's no guarantee that it will work. And, and I would never tell somebody, you know, if it's always kind of a dialogue rather than a a preaching like you have to do this or go find somebody else. Cause that's, I don't think that's a way to, to help people, Mm -hmm. but it, it does take some time. You know, it depends on how old the person is. It depends on male or female. It depends on how many traumas they've had throughout any car accidents. You know, there's no good time in life to suffer a car accident. Um, sports injuries, if you're an athlete, if you're more sedentary, you know, there's all these factors that go into it and, and it, it just takes time. Um, but if we're not seeing some sort of change, you know, have a Rolodex or an arsenal of people that I love to refer to, um, I, I don't feel that chiropractic can cure every single thing. I'm sure that that is one of the negatives that people have heard or been told, you know, stay away from the voodoo doctor. They they'll tell you that they can fix everything. And and that's just not the case. Um, That's, that's not a good office to go to, but you know, if if things are done and, you know, case per step-by-step basis, seeing what the issue is, let's do some tests. Let's see what your spine looks like because your, your central nervous system, your brain and your spinal cord, and then the nerves that come off of that spinal cord, there's no debate about it. That controls every single function of your body. 
every cell. Right. Every I know you've, you've treated my allergies and sinuses. Right. Before, right. Inflammations before. And yeah, well, yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, I would say that I've, you know, looked to your upper cervical spine because those nerves supply, you know, the sinuses and mm-hmm. the, the facial muscles. It's, it's not fair to say, you know, we, we help allergies or we cure or we fix anything that, right. you know, you as patient, you do all the work. Mm-hmm. We're just looking for any interference to how the nervous system runs, identifying that and doing our best to remove that. Okay. So, um, being on the other side, the physical therapist who sees many patients who go to different types of chiropractors, I found that sure. the practice of chiropractic can vary greatly. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's uh, so many different techniques, um, within chiropractic. Like, um, Amy mentioned, uh, the doctor in New York, after talking with you, changing your, your diet and telling you you're eating certain things, there's, mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like a applied kinesiology, um, that does a lot of, um, uh, muscle testing to evaluate. Yes, he did. That's true. Yeah. There's, you know, upper cervical specific that only adjusts the top two vertebrae in the spine. Mm -hmm. Their, their opinion, their approach, their philosophy is that everything flows from above down inside out. So if you have a misalignment in your lumbar spine, your pelvis, your middle back, it's because it's reacting or compensating to a misalignment in the upper cervical spine. So yeah, there's, there's ton of different ways to practice ways to be adjusted. There's instrumentation. Uh, I, I use my hands, just manual adjustments, but for pediatric patients, newborns, um, senior citizens, they cannot handle a thrust or force like somebody like um, Amy's sons can handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they come in and, and lay down on the table. So we, we do use, you know, some, some instrumentation when it's, when it's called for, but yeah, you're absolutely right. There's, there's a lot of different ways and it's just my opinion, chiropractic works. And if it doesn't work, you have to examine how you're applying it and, and see what needs to be augmented. So for that person sitting out there now listening, thinking, okay, so maybe I should give it a chance, but I'm still a little intimidated. Let them know what to expect in a visit or in their first visit if they came into your office, for example. Sure, absolutely. Um, first thing they do is fill up new patient forms, which is right. a fun part of going into any new office. And that just helps us get everything documented to know, you know what your concerns are, how long has it been bothering you? What have you tried before? What helps? What makes it worse? And then after we have that on, you know, black and white paper, <laughs> then we sit down together, um, the patient and myself, and then we talk about, you know, most of those things as well. And a lot of times there, there is some anxiety. You mm-hmm. know, some, and in cases, it takes a long time to even get that patient in the door to give chiropractic a chance. So um, try to be sensitive to that. And if you know, people just move to the area and they've seen chiropractors their whole life, then I'll, I won't use a, a whole long time talking to them about right. what they need to do because they, they know what to expect. But um, if it's never been before or they're curious about it or they're 
really nervous or anxious about it. We would just spend as much time as we need to explain, you know, okay, you're telling me this is what you are going through. This is what chiropractic is. This is what my next plans for you are. We're going to step across the hallway, run some tests to see if I can help you. And then, and then we do that. So there's no, you know, it's not like a, a mill where people come in, have them move their neck two different directions, have them lay down on the table and just try and pop for the sake of getting an audible release. There, there's some consideration and time taken into about and the, and there are stages i'll point out like when i've come in in intense spasm or having you know my nerves being pressed on or something where i'm in a lot of pain we'll do just a, a tiny little tiny little adjustment and then come back the next day amy which i just dr swanson and cheryl they've all helped me just get out of an intense time of spasm and pinched nerve or whatever it was and that's, I mean, it, it took me coming in every day for a couple of weeks, um, right. but I did it without intense medic, a little bit of inflammatory help or anti-inflammatory help and otherwise. And that was the first time I even had to do that in over 10 years, being 51 years old, having a 40 year history with scoliosis. Once every 10 years, I might get to the point where I need some extra intervention. Uh, other than the non-chemical, right. Other uh, some chemical intervention, I'll say. And then that was for about five or six days. It wasn't for five or six months. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't have a uh, you know, problem if somebody wants to take ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're not sleeping at night, mm-hmm. you're not going to heal. Right. If you're constantly tossing and turning. Your muscles are using up oxygen. You're getting worse. You're just going to feel depleted. Mm-hmm. The next day, you're going to be at a deficit that you'll never catch up to. So, or what I found is if you're an intense spasm, like I can't let you do the adjustments that you need to do. I can't do the exercise with Cheryl that she wants to guide me through. So I have to do something to break that pain or that spasm to be able to do the things that are going to actually help. Right. And so sometimes I need that band aid to get me to the therapies that are going to help. But I think the bigger point I want to make is. It won't hurt. You know, it, it's not going to hurt. And I think most doctors aren't going to do more than what you can handle. And if they do, then that's not your doctor. Exactly. Yeah. So, Absolutely. you know, that's it, it can yeah, you yeah. can walk into a clinic like Dr. Swanson's and say, I'm a little nervous. Can we take it slow? Yeah, I would say that, like, when I suggest to my clients, have you seen a chiropractor? Maybe you should do this. The number one like objection I get, and I think you can help with this. The objection I get is I just don't like the crack pop, especially when they're doing that with my neck. That's exactly what they say. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yes. clarify that, help that, help people understand it doesn't, you know, give us your, help yeah, us with that. No. I think, you know, um, movies and television show television shows, have done no favors to chiropractic care. <laughs> and, and it's, first of all, I'll say it's not natural to allow somebody to apply a force to your neck. So I absolutely, you know, empathize. I appreciate that concern that is, I'm not the greatest patient when I get adjusted. I'm a I'm terrible patient. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, if, if that's a deal breaker, you know, then there's other techniques that we can do 
to adjust the neck. But you know, the neck is a very important part to evaluate um, because, you know, like I said, everything can and does flow from the top down. So you're gonna, if your shoulders raised up or, or drop down, it's because something's wrong in the neck and, and your body's trying to fight because it will always fight to stay horizontal. You're, you're not gonna ever be walking in where you can't see straight in front of you. You're gonna mm -hmm. twist and turn and compensate and cause some issues um, in the lower, lower down parts, the, the middle back, the upper back. That sound, to get back to your question, I'm sorry, I went on a tangent. <laughs> it's true, um, though. Um, it, it, it is very, you know, disconcerting, can be uncomfortable, can be scary, but it's it's not the bones cracking or crunching or moving. It's, I'm sure everybody in their life has popped their knuckles. I won't do it on this, this uh, <laughs> podcast, but if you, if you crack your knuckles, there's gas in those joints. And if you cause a pressure change, just moving enough to elicit that sound, that pop, that's just natural nitrogen gases that have settled in those joints over half hour or 45 minutes. And you, you move things just fractions of millimeters makes that popping sound when the gas slips out of that joint. And the same thing is going to happen from right underneath your skull all the way down towards your tailbone. That was such good information. <laughs> I think people yeah. don't know that that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you see, you know, sitcoms or something with a chiropractor that we're a lot of times we're the butt of a joke or what? we're told, you know, not people are told or given the idea not to see one because, you know, it's just quackery or, or voodoo. <laughs> um, but right. each of your 24 vertebrae can move 14 different directions over hundreds of thousands of nerve fibers. So there's a lot of potential for misalignment. And when yeah. you do get adjusted, you know, a lot of times I'm sure it feels like it, it moved a couple inches, but it just, it releases, it moves fractions of millimeters. And, and that's enough to take that pressure off of those nerves to allow. I can tell you how bad I want to crack my knuckles right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, are you it. talking about it? I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> some people that really puts them off too like they'll, they'll sit down <laughs> right get, get their neck adjusted but if i just offhandedly pull their toes thinking about it, do that yeah. they'll flip out it's <laughs> 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 too creepy <laughs> right right um this has been great information. I feel like it really helps demystify that first appointment mm -hmm. and hopefully helped people not be so afraid, right? That it can yeah. be gentle and you really listen to people and get, you know, the story of what brought them there and nurture them on this path of health mm -hmm. and wellness, because that's really what we're trying to introduce with these conversations is what modalities are out there, what you can do and how you can start with the small stuff and Don't getting your own team together. I think yeah. really that this might be an article to write. Like I said, I have worked with both Dr. Swanson and Cheryl and her husband, Stephen for over a decade. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, these are longstanding relationships, which also means when I am in the throes of a really bad situation, they know me well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, there's a history there. They, they know. And like, if I call one of you, you know, I'm not kidding. 
too. I'm not going to call and say, oh my goodness, I need please today. help, help, help. <laughs> you know, I might do that every five years. If I say that because of the relationship we have, you uh-huh. know, yes, I mean it and you know exactly how to address it. You know, another thing I think is interesting though about Dr. Swanson is tell a little bit to the audience about how you got into chiropractic care because you have a whole family of chiropractors. Is that yes. correct? Yes, through uh, marriages and generations, there's over 45 chiropractors in my extended family. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's not even the biggest, you know, top three chiropractic families that there are in the in North America. There's even bigger families with grandparents and cousins and uncles and aunts and all this stuff. Crazy! Um, it's I, addicting. I, <laughs> it is. Absolutely. I always joke that it's it's boring at family reunions and getting close for the, the non-chiropractors that are there. What do you do? What do you do? And you're all so because, well. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? <laughs> yeah, I have an older brother in uh, Cedar Park who's a chiropractor and a younger brother who practices in North Austin. Um, and then cousins in the Midwest Kansas and Missouri, uncles in Iowa, and then through, you know, through marriages and all that, some, you know, some generations. When when I graduated 15 years ago, there was a period of time, there's three graduations per year at our our school. And and there's a period where I think successively, there's about five events, five graduations in a row where somebody within our family was graduating. <laughs> and then and then if there wasn't somebody the next time, it was half a year or the next year. Like my younger brother graduated two years after me. And some of us are just hoping from any graduations from any college or any <laughs> school in our family. Any institution. <laughs> yes. Any institution, right? yeah. Exactly. Clown College may be on the horizon. We'll see. <laughs> I love it. I think one thing I want to point out from what you had said earlier, that chiropractors work with other practitioners. Oh, yeah. Like you said, it's not, and it's can be an open dialogue and that's, you know, you have your perspective and your view and what you're seeing and that works well. So if you're seeing somebody else, whether it's Western medicine, physical therapy or whatever you're doing, let them know about your chiropractic work. Let your chiropractor know about what else you're doing. That open communication is really the place to get the most optimal care. Absolutely. Well, and every body is different, uh, you know, body, body. <laughs> yeah, sense of, and so different things are going to work for different people better. And at different times, mm-hmm. different things are going mm-hmm. to work better. That's at least what I find for myself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. Put the team together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well, we hope this helped shed some light on chiropractic yeah. medicine and the doctors of chiropractic medicine that are out there like Dr. Swanson. Um, again, Dr. John Swanson is with Bee Cave Chi- Chiropractic, which is in Bee Cave, Texas. Um, and we will link that in our show notes. And you can find him at swansonchiro.com is your website as yeah, well. Yeah. Swansonchiro.com. Yes, yes ma'am. Yes, um, absolutely. And you can find, you know, if, if you're not in the Lake Travis BK area, then my brother's uh, information's on there as well. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I feel like this was a 
bunch of information, mm-hmm. you know, and um, <laughs> people now can find you if they have questions and reach out to you to get help and get treatment. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for joining our conversation today. For more information or to learn more about InVibe Life, we hope you'll visit us at www.invibelife.com. You can find links and show notes for this episode on our podcast page. Please like, follow, and leave a review for our podcast. We hope that you will listen again soon.